Amy Sings, Dear Amy, and the Great Bagel Controversy. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. Oh my goodness, you are super, super focused on your do, 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 do's. I'm super focused on Amy on this particular episode of it feels, Brilliant It feels a little up my crack. It feels a little up my crack. How are you, Melissa? Bend over, let it begin. Oh, 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 wow. Or as my kid used to say, just let it happen. I made oh him stop. God. It's okay. I made him stop saying it. I'm like, you don't know what that means, and you should stop saying it immediately. Hi, Ames. There's so much perversion layered into those two sentences that didn't need to be there. Number one, the sequitur between bend over and just like my kid used to say. Well, you said you're up my wow. crack. That's what I was uh, bending over sending mm-hmm. yeah anyway hi yeah. guys mm-hmm. welcome back to brilliant observations where we're always appropriate back to the and never <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. oh back yeah. to mm-hmm. the butthole back to life mm. back to the butt crack all right how are you how are you melissa yo it is not about <laughs> me today <laughs> why not fuck dear listener i got to see amy this weekend we met up with our nearest and dearest and we had a beautiful party that we went to themed in the 80s and I have to tell you your friend came in costume as who did you dress as Ames Edna Mode so there she is in this leather wrap dress and this super cute little black straight wig if you know Amy at all, you know she's got wild, long, brown hair. So to even see her in a tiny black bob, straight bob, was shocking. It was just... If you know Amy at all, you're already <laughs> running the questions in your head of, why this choice for an 80s theme night? Part two, subsection stupid, is why not take your already ridiculous 80s hair that is presents as 80s in every environ, in every era? And era. why then plaster it to your head tighter than Jennifer Lopez's scalp? Like I've just, my head hurt from trying to hide all my hair. Then we had the Native American woman in our group with hair straighter than the straightest river God ever made, right? <laughs> that Mother Nature ever delivered us. And she spent hours curling and teasing and spraying and right. spraying with like basically glue spray to try to make 80s looking. And she got it there. She got it there. But it was like opposites night. And also, I somehow missed the idea that it was the 80s because Edna Mode has nothing to do with the 80s. So I was the only one there, and people were like, who, what, and why are you? And I just wouldn't answer. I would just say, no capes, and walk away. That was it. You You're really- Elastigirl. Pull yourself together. I was quoting lines from Edna Mode the whole time. That's it. That's all. That was my whole costume. You were That's fully in character, fully committed, and fully mm-hmm. respected for it. She had the long cigarette holder that she kept tipped in her mouth, and the whole, like, it was a full costume and she was in character, and I loved every second of it. I only did it because I have those big Harry Carey glasses on my face, and I could be like the man from Up, or I could be <laughs> Velma from Scooby-Doo, 
or I could be Edna mode. And I stopped looking after I found Edna because I was like, I think I have a dress that gets this done. And I already have, embarrassingly, five black wigs. So I was like, I'll just select the one that is the right. And I had two short, straight bob black wigs. So I was like, all right, I'll use this one. So I've gotten smart in all my years of having to go to these sorts of things. When I buy the costume for myself or the children, I don't just do what I normally do with the rest of my life, which is rumple it up into a ball, leave it in the corner until someone yells loud enough and then donate it to the nearest, you know, please we'll take it and throw it out for you. Wrinkled and teased and gross. Right. I have special costume boxes in all the closets. I label the sizes. I put the wigs in wig bags. I, you know, make the, I keep it. So I don't have to go out and spend an additional $114 this time on the same pair of black pretend police handcuffs that go with the, the, you know, the whole thing. So anyway, I had it, and I was like, this is how my life is today. Preparation is finally going to work for me. Yeah. Except I missed the, missed the fucking brief, which is 80s. <laughs> so I was, I, I missed the most important step. We, we, we gathered, and we played, and it was so much fun. I really do want to hit upon Friday evening, though. That is, that is uh, the focus of the beginning of this podcast for me. Because as a non-singer, I did a sociological study Friday evening on karaoke. I saw a delightful movie called Duets with your your nemesis, Gwyneth Paltrow and Huey Lewis. Explains why I haven't seen it. I was like, what movie is that? Oh. <laughs> um, I know you hate her. I do not. And I don't hate her. I choose to never be associated with her. That's as far as I'll go. I don't carry hate in my heart, even though it's deserved. I don't carry hate oh, in my wow. heart for her. So, so I got a little, uh, I thought that was a documentary on karaoke, but clearly it was a documentary on finding your father and singing joy. Can you hmm. please, <clears throat> well, first let me say Amy sang and my heart was full. Let, let's say that. <laughs> And I did Thank not, you. which Thank kept you. my heart full, which allowed me to fill my heart completely. She sang Boop. Stevie Wonder, and I almost cried, which is par, because if I looked around that bar where we were sitting, everybody was looking at Amy, beaming with pride. The largest pride beamer was her husband, and I loved watching him watch her. It was just beautiful. It was, ugh, it was great. So Friday night was so lovely, and I saw people walk in, and I, they looked funny to me with my slightly edible-tinged eyeball, and I then realized we are very <laughs> close to Halloween, and that is why these people look this way. But it took a minute for me to put together the Knight of the Templar and his cowboy friend who proceeded to scream rock at each other. Can you explain that at all? Well, there were some really odd choices going on, even down to the costuming. So we had somebody from uh, the Knights Who Say Knee who was standing next to a rhinestone cowboy, and the two of them duetted. Then we had some Wait, man who came what did in. they duet, though? They duetted, like, I don't even remember. hate, scream, rock. Oh, it was, it fucking was, kill you, you motherfucking piece of shit. I'm they like, did oh my that, God. and then they also did that song from the 90s, When the Dogs Will Find Her. That song. They which sang I've, that too? 
uh, ev- it's not even flow. It's uh, sorry, foo. It's uh, it's rare in the dog's refiner. And they're basically singing about time, burying time somebody. To wait for you, everybody tomorrow. knows it. So they sing. Yes. And then we had, then we had this short-ish black guy, and I only know that he was black because I was like, who is that singing? And you look up, and he's just like a regular person. Wasn't didn't seem he, he could have just been there that night, right? He wasn't in any way costumed or bespectacled or Thank any of these God. things. Yeah. And he's singing fucking Karen Carpenter superstar. You know, don't you remember you told me once you again, loved me, baby, baby or whatever. Right. <laughs> Everybody's here. We're like, what is happening? Then you get the white girl singing Stevie. Like we didn't nobody knew what was happening. But the creepiest outfit I just have to say is there was a dude who was just very tall because that's how God made him. And he was carrying a front papoose with a fake baby in it. That's from so the hangover. He, uh, okay, but he still, was the idea of a fake baby hangover. at my eye line. So oh, shit. I'm, I'm basically nipple height to every man who's of a normal height. So I walked up, and it's like, baby face, in my face, in a bar, lots of what the fuck, and it's too loud, and who the... Oh, wait, that's a doll. That's a doll. Like, it was just... Oh, it fucked uh, with you. Yes, and he was constantly standing near me, so I would always turn around and be like, baby in the face. Like, it was a lot <laughs> to get. It was a lot to get. But I do, I actually am a little, I'm not going to try to qualify it, and I'm just going to say it is fascinating to me that you bring this up because I don't really understand what happened on Friday night, and your perspective on it continues to befuddle me. So I don't want to keep talking about this forever, but I'm, I, I, have, I had a very different Friday night then it seems like you did and others did. And I don't get it. So I, I just would love you to continue talking just a little bit. You liked that? No. Um, so <laughs> let me be clear. No. But basically because I'm studying the situation. I, I tried to relate it to myself because I am a non-singer. And I would literally never find a weakness in myself and say, I'm going to drink and then expose it to everyone. For example, here's how I break it down. In elementary school, middle school, high school, I played the clarinet. I did. I sucked on a reed for five and a half minutes at the beginning when everyone else was tuning. I slapped it on that clarinet and I could probably still play you that one part of a Simon and Garfunkel song in the boxer that makes me happy. Once I learned that, I quit. So... I don't think I would take a saxophone into an open mic night and start to jam for people. A, I don't play the saxophone. I can't sing. And B, nobody fucking wants to hear that. That's abuse and it's mean. So why, if you can't sing another instrument, do you feel it's okay to go up in front of people and literally torture them like nails on a chalkboard. Why is that an accepted form of recreation? It's a bar sport, pretty much. I understand darts. I don't understand giving them to drunk people in a bar. I have my own set of darts. I am prepared. I will not go and sing in front of people as a non-singer. What is wrong with you? You're, these are two conversations, so we'll stick in this one, and then I want to circle back when this is over to the real question that I have. There are two forms of karaoke. 
Yes. Oh, I, I do like I how you say, said that. <laughs> I did say I did say karaoke. So there are two <laughs> forms of karaoke. The first is the one pronounced the way that I pronounce it by people who are serious about a performance. They all need to be slapped, not be friends with them, and at the same time, you just suffer them. The other is karaoke, and that's when everybody <laughs> goes Carrie. to the bar <laughs> with the express purpose Go ahead. of deluding themselves and others into the temporary belief that they can pull this off just like Beyonce, if only for the backup vocals and the presence of amplification. So none of these people are going there with the intent of being performers or ever having performed. If anything, it is, I get to try this today. When I go to Walt Disney World as a kid, I get up on the stage in my Crocs with my lightsaber and I battle Darth Vader. I know at some level that I'm not really in the movie, but it feels that way for now. So it's it's living out a kind of a performance shtick, a kind of a secret desire, folks who sing in the shower, folks who don't mind having fun, folks who openly know they suck at singing and feel like this will be one way that I can laugh at myself with my friends and we can all laugh together. They're not Roseanne barring the national anthem, but they're up there because they've loosened their inhibition a little they've loosened their lubricated just a little bit they've loosened the filter that says you're probably going to be embarrassed i'm going to give you i'm going to give you a 60 percent chance that you're going to be embarrassed but there's a 40 percent chance that you could pull this off and they're like i'll do it so there we go so that's fun and that's what that environment was to me on friday night weirdly and that's the word i'll choose Getting together with our, and then this is differentiated wildly from the karaoke that I have attended on multiple evenings where you're in a private room, where you are in a sort of a smaller club, where the room is stacked with people who are all performance. I, I liken it to, and I'm making There's this up off the top of my head. There's a purse for a contest. I liken it to, I'm making this up on the top of my head, so it might not be a great comparison, but it's the same as if you go to a an open mic night at a comedy club, or you go to an underground open mic night with a bunch of off-duty comics, and now they want to get up and test out some. So every So it is intentionally loose, unrehearsed, relaxed, not, you know, instantane, it's instantaneous. You don't know, spontaneous. You don't know what you're going to get. That's the point of it being a little false with this play the back vocal, play the track, let's see what pops out. I mean, it's it's not a proper performance, so you're sort of playing with the idea of what's happening. It feels basement-y in that way. But if you have experience as a performer, there's always this weird dynamic of, well, I got to I got to pull it off. I can't be in the 60% club. I mean, we got to we got to get an A. We got to at least do a song. This is what I perform. do. Like that's and not And then turn yeah. it into something. It doesn't you know that it's not going to be a performance, but at the same time, if you got up there and bombed, that'd be a real problem, right? If Julia Child came over to your house and by ten o'clock somebody said, "Hey, man, can you make us some some muffins?" Right? Can you make us a chicken? Right? Doesn't have to be the best chicken she's ever cooked, but you expect a competent chicken. So a competent that chicken. That is the name of this episode: the competent <laughs> chicken. <laughs> So I'm bringing it back to my so so I definitely my I missed the brief on let's get dressed for the 80s. I heard let's get dressed and then I didn't continue with the sentence. So so in this case, I the brief was we're going to joyfully unrehearsedly 
you know, extemporaneously sing and enjoy the fun of not having a big filter already. There's something really fun in I am going up there partly to fuck this up because I'm not going up there to perform for you. I'm going up there because we're all having fun and I know I can I can get through this performance without any stress to me. So let's just relax and have some silly fun. Like that's sort of a very different thing than I'm here. I'm performing for you. I have prepared this for you. I'm going to play my best for you, right? All the things. Um, can I find a way without performing to get into the, can I okay? Is there a way to get me into that <laughs> underground <laughs> situation? Because I wanted to kill someone and die uh, listening to a couple of those performances that were horrific. But then my Some friend got really up hard. there. They were really ears bleeding. But then my friend Some got up there really hard. and sang Stevie and everything else melted away. When you started singing, we were so happy. We we're like, yes. And then Aaron and then like our friends started to sing and I exhaled again. But they were only peppered between psychotic screaming lunatics dressed like crackheads with a baby on your belly. I will make this all about me. You started in the intro as if that's what it's going to be. So I'm going to lean into it. Not not going to have shame. Just going to do it. I am. I was a. I am confused. I am confused. Do tell at how people received my performance on Friday. I'm confused by it. I don't trust it. I don't believe it. I am not one for false modest modesty. I'm a tough critic. I'll say that. So. If somebody thinks I did better than I did, that's usually true, meaning I, I'm usually You're more critical, more critical with yourself than we are, yeah. Yeah, and I don't have a hang-up about that. That's just the, the way it is. Kay. In this case- What's the question? I don't even- I'm in a different universe. It was as if we all watched a different show. I don't understand it. Well, you didn't I watch the show. I got so mad at you because I know that this is- one of it, it's my favorite talent of yours. We've discussed before that there are 27 different directions you could go and be wildly successful. This one is my favorite. This one gives me the most joy and you don't fucking do it. And it makes me absolutely crazy. The other people we listen to, please shower and car. These are the places you are designated to sing your shower and your car. Nowhere else. I gave a sh I gave a shower performance. I gave a shower performance. You I gave was like, just sing it like Stevie's coming out of your iPhone on the bathroom counter and you're just singing along. That's all I did. I gave a shower performance. And that's why I'm like, I don't understand this reaction because we all know what it is. We would it's all not, love. It's not professional comic. We will all love to shower with you. <laughs> I, I'm just mad that you don't do it more. It brings such joy to so many people. And I honestly feel like it brings joy to you too. So why wouldn't you do something that I'm telling you you're amazing at, which everyone has told you. I'm no fucking hero here. And I I'm not discovering anything. I'm just putting words to the fact that we're all angry that you don't sing more because you are so talented. And that's all I'm going to say. Thank you. Thank you. I will say thank you. And nobody wants to hear the blah, blah, blah. You're great show. So thank you. I, I Thank you. It's it was great. Thanks. It really was. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Now, when it comes back to why do you not sing more? Where would you like me to sing? On the street corner? Where would you? Where's your the friend, employment? Your <laughs> friend Dina sings and she finds a group and your friend Tom sings and he has a group. You 
find like people. You should probably just find somebody who's going to play guitar for you and sit and kill it anywhere. Once you start, you will get more gigs. Once you keep it rolling, if you build it, they will come. If you sing it, they will hire you. There's no other way around it. And lately, I've been seeing people whose careers haven't really blown up till their 40s and 50s. And I think, wait, what? You could start again in your 40s and 50s? That's outrageous. Let's do it. So, well, it just comes back to that. I don't know how many farbacks you guys are in listening. That thing about seeing Martin Short and Steve Martin where I don't even know how you make a living being silly and doing what they're doing. But they have, and I'm so grateful that they have, because everything that they do changes who you are as a person. You laugh. It changes your mood. It changes your vibe, your point of view, your mindset. It makes you go from wherever you are to happy, right? How is that a bad thing? That's a great thing for humans to do. But where do you start with that shit? Where do you start with that shit when you're 54 years old? Do I? I'm not moving. I'd like to, to New recommend an underground karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift is individually now worth her net worth individually is a billion dollars. She's long been a multi-billion industry and impact right. on the world in terms of her in terms of her empire. But she individually is now a billionaire, and I fucking love that shit. And she has been doing this steadily exclusively, painstakingly, and at great personal expense, the expense of her life and her happiness and her joy. I feel as if this she woman seems who I pretty know nothing joyful. about she seems pretty is joyful. quite lonesome. I don't think she's joyful. She's getting nailed I find by her a to chief. be isolated. What? I think yeah, she she has a, looks to be a fun, romantic relationship right now, but her whole life is about connecting with her fans and reading through all the comments to pick out one or two. She's not doing that for marketing. She's not. You, you, she's got enough resources that you could not pay her enough to do it unless she wanted to do it. So somebody who has a rich life with lots of friends and lots of interaction with peers is not spending hours and hours and hours going through comments just to connect with those people. I'm not suggesting that she's doing it for any reason other than to connect. I'm saying I look at her and her habits and I think where's the connection there? Because it's tough too when you're traveling around all the time, when you are isolated as an icon, when everybody works for you. Like who's who's her peer? Taylor, we're here peers. for you. That. If you need help or you need backup, Amy is ready and willing and more than fucking able. And she proved all it right, this weekend. Enough. Stop it. I am not the only one who is uh, reaching out to Amy this week. We have a letter from a listener. Oh, fuck. What do I do now? Shit. No, you love not to help. Um, I do. I do. Okay, good. So we have a letter from a listener that I will read to you. Are you ready? I will listen. Should you develop a jingle for this segment of our show? (laughs) Yes, on the fly. And it'll be that good. Melissa and Amy, I'm writing today for the perfect words. My wife and I have another couple who we love to see as often as we can. They live a few hours away, so life gets in the way. We see them about three or four times a year. This is starting to sound familiar. It is always fun 
and we have so much in common. The wife is a childhood friend of my wife. Okay, I got it. You you picture in this? Okay, yeah. sometimes, parenthetically, read every time. When we get together, we feel like the husband oversteps. I'll explain. Once, while passing through town, when we weren't there, he let himself into our home and spent an afternoon. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Overstep is not the right word. He let himself okay. into our home to spend an uh-huh. afternoon it's without asking. B and E. <laughs> right. Yeah. Without mm-hmm. asking slash right. telling us, wait, leaving dirty cookware and dishes in the sink. Wow. That's overstepping. Wait, once while hosting that while hosting them, he left for several hours and brought back someone he had met at a coffee house to our home. Wow. Once he, <laughs> ate, once he ate through a bag of food we were bringing to our kids slash grandkids without asking. This feels like a newer development in the last few years. Did I mention that we love this couple? They are pretty not much anymore. They are pretty much family. My wife told me no, I can't not. say anything, but some of his actions wrong. are so thoughtless and overreaching it makes us both crazy. I would He's not even the friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would probably give him all of these things that he takes but he never asks. It is becoming a source of stress with my wife because I want to say something and she doesn't want to ruin her treasured childhood relationship. Ladies, please help. Do I say something? If so, what? Why is it the husband? Why is it the hu- why well, is it he's not the a unified one who front? Oh. Um of all three people, of all three people, the two friends and the affected husband talking about deadbeat Jackson who loves to break into houses, <laughs> shit That's up the a place, B&E. <laughs> and eat the food. Okay? No. All Why right. are we not unified? All three of us have had a had a separate sidebar. And we've called you here, Perry, because we want to tell you what you're doing is not okay. We've all changed the locks, and we think you'd like to stay friends and a spouse with us. That's what we think that you would. Is this not what sure, he's supposed to say your to habits. Him? What? No, yes. really. Why talk a... to him at all? What? Why? Okay. We're acting as if. Dear letter writer. Yes. Dear listener. The wife of a clown doesn't know that this is happening. We're acting. I'm oh, presuming that the wife of the clown doesn't know this. You don't think if she's just like, the clown, oh, Perry, you again. You're, do- I, you're so silly. It, it, the whole letter had this construct as if. Yeah. I can't say anything. So I know it. My wife maybe does or doesn't know it. Like, it's this weird thing. Like, it's only upsetting to the spouse, the one who is least connected in this in this four-way relationship. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He breaking into your wife's house, too. <laughs> right. Why your wife not mad? Why your wife not calling a friend and be like, what the fuck, Angela? Perry came in my goddamn house and ate all my shit. What the fuck? I've been friends with you since 1901. Right. Don't you know better? I'm going to take my key back and P.S. Here's the Venmo receipt for $14.97 for all them Doritos that Perry left and crumbs on the fucking floor. Now we have ants. Fuck you. For me, Get it's a holier a man. For me, it's a different story. I'd be like, can you let the dogs out while you're driving and they're down and you won't be there? First of all, the first, the first of all, first of all, if you are in a relationship with anybody, 
whose marital hanger on wants to fucking break into your house when you ain't there and the relationship continues, that's already a red flag. If you get to the point where now we're talking about dishes. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're talking about felony breaking and entering on the first try. Call someone. Call Angela and say, Angela, what the fuck? Get a hold of your shit. Does he do this at your neighbor house? Does he just wander into your neighbor house? Somebody go shoot Perry. He's not doing right choices. Just think about this shit. Think about this shit. Think about this shit. I would not walk into your house if you were not home. I would not. I would not. I would not. I know more about you than your fucking gynecologist, and I would not walk into your fucking house if you're not there. Do you have a friend whose house you would walk into if they weren't there? I don't walk into my parents' house. I have a key. And you grow up there. And I don't use it. I knock on the fucking door. And then I look for the key, which I probably lost, but I could find it if I had to. (laughs) I knock on the goddamn door. And they leave the door open when they know I'm coming. And I still knock before I open it. Sometimes, if if even people who know that have invited me to come to their house because they're in it and waiting for me, I still... And then I open that door. And then you hear, intruder alert. Motion at the front door. All right, so the words, the words, What it sounds like what he's looking for. I think the reason she's not as upset is because treasured, what did he say, treasured lifelong relationship. She doesn't want to ruin that relationship by pointing out that her husband's a challenge. It ain't that. It ain't that, Ben. And what I mean is it ain't a treasured lifelong relationship. If this kind of action is happening, and anyone has hesitation to say something about it. I, I, I really question what kind of relationship are we talking about. If this was a blood relation, you would fucking say something. Absolutely. If the question is, if the question I is would. how do I say it? When do I say it? Where do I say it? How forcefully do I say it? These are all different than the statement, should I say it? That's astastic. Yeah, he Someone said, do I your- say something? Then what do I say? <laughs> If this, let's just, come on, come on, come on, come on, I'm so fucking mad. I'm so fucking mad at you, Perry. Let's just imagine for a second that Perry is your grown-ass sort of child coming home from college. Insert grown-ass fucking child who lives in your house, who on the payroll, who coming up, who feels like has full right and freedom to your fucking house. So we're not even talking about the B&E. Somebody right. who has right, free right. will and consent to just roll up in there whenever the fuck you want, Right. Or do they, though? Someone okay. whose and bills also, come to this address. Yeah. Just fucking raccoon ransack your pantry, leave shit all over the place, <laughs> right? Stick your dick on the furniture, and then wander outside door wide Raccoon open. ransack your pantry. <laughs> oh, it didn't sound like that. Fuck? Ate through a bag of food. Who in the hell? Oh, and meanwhile, hey, I went up the street and met some new plaything and thought, let's bring this person over to a stranger house. Get the fuck right. You need to come correct, Perry. Something's wrong with you. You just invited a stranger into our home. Here's what. Yeah, here's what. I feel like Perry is doing a punk on your ass. Next, Perry's going to be in there with like a fucking pottery wheel right in the middle of the (laughs) living room, slinging mud. Like, how far can I push these stupid crackers? Not going to say shit to me. Next, he's going to open, do an oil change in the bathroom for the car, like washing out his carburetor. Your 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 answer is yes. We say something. How do you phrase it to preserve this relationship? You start out by saying, I should have said something to you nine years ago when this shit started. 
but I let it go, and maybe that's on me. So it could feel like it's coming out of nowhere. But the reality is, it was weird since the first fucking infraction that you people didn't even recognize. Here's You don't say any of that shit. Here's what no, you do. that's actually you like a hus- sentiment, but how do you phrase it? Yeah. The husband, here's how you do this. Here's how you do this. Husband and wife, the victims in this case. Go ahead. Need to go and sit down. When sometime when Perry hasn't broken in, you need to sit down together <laughs> privately. Check your cameras. And get your shit, get your shit on the same page. And say, hey, look, I didn't talk to you about this fucking Perry. What are, what are your thoughts? And then the wife will be like, what's the matter with Perry? I think he's great. I love it when he comes in here in his underwear and starts leaving Halloween candy all on the stairs. Like, what the fuck? Like, the wife could be like, I don't see a problem with Perry. Guess what? We have to agree that Perry is the problem. Okay. So now you and your wife figure out the parameters of the Perry problem. How far is it? How we big would, a deal But what is if it? she says, we would let you guys come into our home. We, we love you. We would never. We've this been is friends just a, forever. This is just a husband and wife. This is the husband and wife. This is not the friend. This is not Perry or Angela. They're not involved in this conversation. It's just oh. the husband and wife. They're talking to each other because the husband is saying, I've identified some fucking a bullshit problem. With, yeah, my creepy, a problem. with my creepy wife, best friend, husband. Right. right. And everybody else could be like, we're on Team Perry, Don. So I don't know what your problem is. So we got we got to get everybody straight with the law first. And you got to do that shit in your own house. Right. Get your front together. Get your team together. Right. You're right. United your front is the ready. way to go. OK. And have. And so when the wife says. I didn't even notice. No. Now you got to start thinking, like she knows. is wife fucking Perry? Like, that's what you got to get yourself together. You got to figure this shit out and think, why didn't she notice? Or you have to start thinking things like, am I the uptight asshole? You're not. Am I the uptight <laughs> asshole? Unless <laughs> you're leaving. You. Unless, you're telling li- unless you're telling lies and leaving things out, which you could be doing. People do this. People do this. So talk to your wife. We're going to trust that your wife is going to get you straight. And she's going to say, yeah, I just... Yeah, that's He's weird. And just, then she'll and then she'll say something like, yeah, you know, Angela and Perry have been uh, backstory, 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 backstory that makes all this seem not so fucking weird or makes it really difficult for me to say something or here's the reason I didn't say anything or so that you can then support your wife. You're going to support your wife because your wife is either covering up for the situation she knows about the two of them that you don't know. You know what I mean? There could really be something going on where she's like, it's not as egregious to her or it is. But at the same time, if Angela can't fucking solve it, what am I going to do? Or we've been talking about this for months, Don. Like, you don't know. So the two of you got to get together. And then because the flip side is you could learn. So she could have intel that you don't have, which is not nice. You two need to be on the same page about your yeah. marriage, especially Perry coming in there. Or the other thing is happening is she don't like it and she afraid to say something. That's when you need to say, girl, this stupid bitch had your back since the two of you were picking out boogers from each other's nose. Right. Right. All the And hopefully that was a long time ago. Not yesterday. Current, Just yesterday. Right. My point to you is this. You need to get on the same page with your wife because either she's got information you don't have and need or she's scared and you need to say, ain't no reason to be scared. Here's why. We're together on this. We are together on this. We have a relationship with him only because of you. I'm on team you, gal. And if it turns out that your best friend doesn't understand that her husband is really, really doing some strange moves here. Crossing a line. Needs to dial these, that shit, that shit back. Then you need to talk with your friend. And if you don't want to talk with your friend, I'll, I'll talk with you 
with your friend because she is now coming into our thing, right? We are together. Your relationship with her, however fucking weird it is, right. is not going to take priority over the sanctity of our home. And Perry does not belong in here, number one. Let's state it. So that's where I would start. Okay, I like that. That's the wives talking. Um, so, buddy, this is Husband even- and wife need to be husband and wife. The victimized husband and wife right. need to come together privately, figure out what, uh, figure out the scope of the problem before you can dictate the response. Because l- let's just cut to it. The first infraction when Perry oversteps is for the wife, the friend of the wife, to, uh, frankly, the first infraction is for whoever notices Perry to say directly to Perry, Check. get the fuck out my house. This that is not how weird, it's going to be. That you came in when we weren't there. I don't like. Yeah, this this is this is. I, I'm surprised I got to explain this, but when I'm in the bathroom and the door's locked, <laughs> I don't want you to pick the lock. Come sit <laughs> on my lap on the toilet while I'm on the toilet. Like the okay, Ox. Now that you've been told, let's not do it again. Right, but it Perry. feels like a violation so, like that. It feels like I actually prepared for things, and my my in my head as I read it the first time, I thought, yeah, and then you came home to make dinner, and your food's gone. And then that bag you were bringing to the grandkids is gone. And they're like, oh, I just. But it sounds like they've been friends for over like decades and decades. So I, I don't know. I've and, and, I, and I'll dial and I'll die. I, I won't dial it back. I'm trying to excuse Perry. And the difference is the only information that we've been given. Right. Are the standout violations. Right. What we haven't been given is we live in close enough proximity to each other and take care of kids, dogs, nope. getting ready for cocktails, serving d- serving nope. dinner together so that it is so frequent that on any given Tuesday I come home and the candles have been blown out because somebody, you know, came over and realized I left them on and do you know what I mean if they if they sort of have this on occasion open door policy, you can see how this but still, you can see where the slippery slope all of a sudden slides you into lava. And that's when you have to say, "Okay, uh, let me let me Here's here's a part where it got weird, right? Here's a part where it got weird. Dear listener, what I hear from your letter is a very intense lack of boundaries. I don't know if you never set them or they, like Amy used the slippery slope, like they broke a little one and that like maybe wore your sweatshirt home and then you never saw it again or whatever tiny thing led to, it seems like you are now on a mudslide and there is there are no boundaries it is just a flow but it is also three to four times a year I think that might be for me that would be the part where I'd be like am I really willing to fuck up a relationship that I'm in weekly with this friend on the phone for full stop Uh uh-oh I I've stuck my hand up I'm trying to be nicer about not just going blah 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 (laughs) when you're in the middle of talking it is of concern yeah that that this will be a tough conversation, that this will be, that has the potential to shift and change the dynamic of a whole in the best friend relationship. Yeah. It does, it does have that potential. And guess what? If, if you are so worried about that and not willing to risk it, I posit that you have deeper problems in your relationship. Going in, and I'll say it a different way that makes it a little more clear what I'm trying to say I understand this relationship between the two friends as unshakably solid I understand that whether it is or isn't 
So any fear that you can earthquake it to the point where it no longer exists is not relevant to me. And here's why. If you go into this conversation from the perspective and with the truest intention in all things that we need a solution here and we're going to find it, that's very different than I won't broach that topic. I'll instead choose to be unfairly disconvenienced in this relationship because I don't want to risk having a conversation where you might take all your love and friendship and built up trust away, away from me. So that that is a really weird, for me, the word is weird. I find that uh, unusual that somebody would start or even hesitate over a conversation based on that outcome because that outcome cannot happen. This is a lifelong friend. This is a bond that is unshakable by any force. It's simply a I matter hope it of- is. It has to be. It is. I and hope so it now is, the, especially if we're giving you advice to confront and- Approaching and it. No, it's not confronting. It's approaching it in this way. It's like, wow, you're doing something that's not okay with me. And my choices are for me to have something not okay happen forever so I can still be friends with you. How is that dynamic okay? How is that friendship a proper friendship? It's not because you're not right, behaving like a friend to yourself. And you're not going to want to spend more time with people. Like you're already tainted in your head about this couple and, and the two to three or what was it? Three to four times a year might become one to two. And you might be changing that dynamic by setting your own boundaries in a way that he would have been happy to curb had he known you were offended by this. But this gets back to the whole thing where victimized husband and wife, Don and wife need to get on the same page about do you think. I think this is a problem. Do you think this is a problem? Yes or no? Do you have more information about this, about Perry, that maybe I don't have? Yes or no? And it doesn't mean wife has to betray confidences. Right, wife right, can, right. Can something lean on that trust and say, you know what? There's a reason that Perry's acting this way, and there's a reason I'm not saying anything about it. And frankly, just trust me when I say the best thing is for us to just get over it. That could be the answer. Right, because right. Okay, the, the I can see that. The friend in this situation... The friend in this situation could have all kind of backstory. Perry could have extenuating circumstances that could be anything. He could have mental issue. He could have some kind of substance problem. He'd he kind of have to know, on the mental issue to break it, into someone's knows? house. And who make knows? He could, have, he could have childhood backstory where he thinks what he's doing is just great. That's what we did on the commune. Wife, what are you talking and, about? And wife has tried to, and he's and he's lost friendships. I mean, I... There, I don't know what the circumstances are because I don't have the full picture, but we wife yeah. might. So, so the reality is husband and wife are the first unit that needs to be preserved, right? If anything has to go, you got to look at, am I going to remain married and happy in my marriage? Or am I going to cling to this friendship that already has a, a sticking point that may be a hot button that's too red for me to touch? That already is like... I mean, I get that people don't want to have difficult conversations. I, I, that's what this sounds that like person. to me. I'm not that person. I'm not that. I mean, I, I'm in difficult conversations. I hate them. I don't want to be in them, but I, I they happen. They're going to happen whether I want them to happen or not. So somebody's going to sack up and do it. it. Yeah. OK. Anyway, so I hope yeah, we were at I, least helpful. I hope we were. Amy's answer is yes. You need to have a conversation grassroots with your partner and then let it grow. And my answer is set fucking boundaries. Oh, I'm sorry. We're out of town. And. That is not a good time for us. But it does sound like he did it anyway. It wasn't really a hey, No, guys. it's and the thing is, yeah, the thing is it to me, there's so much hedging involved. 
there's a there's another way to handle it which i don't endorse at all because it's simply reinforcing this friendship isn't the friendship you think you have to change your locks and not give out that key right solves that problem because nobody can get into your house if it's locked and they don't have access to it unless they are like literally breaking a window or jimmying a lock so if if that's the kind of level of protection like that's your alarm buddy Don, set your alarm. Yeah. And it's, it's like, time. if that is, if that seems more reasonable to you and easier to you than saying, hey, dude, uh, don't go in my house when we're not in it. Can we just set that up as something that that makes me uncomfortable? I Ma- love you know, and you what you're saying. And you don't even have to saying. explain it. Yeah. I love what you're saying because <laughs> mine, my way of handling things is more passive aggressive or go for the comic side of it by saying, had I known you'd be in our house, which is weird, I would have asked you to move the laundry from the washer to the dryer. Or I might not let have left my underwear on the floor. Like, I- I'm not aware that strangers or people I love from afar might show up. Or I, I would have gone a different route because I don't like that confrontation. But I like yours, and I, I know he needs to set boundaries, and I wish I was better at it, too. And you have a weird smile that tells me, you know, I know myself pretty well. <laughs> I just am so fucking laughing because I, I just, I don't think anything that I've said is contra- confrontational. Not in the slightest. Oh, really? I just think it's, no, there wasn't any confrontation there. That's not a confrontation at all. It's a direct setting statement Setting boundaries back, is not, should not be confrontational. I have no, I am terrible at setting boundaries. I need more, I need a big class on that. I'm terrible at it. But being direct in language is not being confrontational. Being confrontational in language is something else. And so you could do it, too. No, this is just a don't go in my house when I'm not in it. That's that's that makes me uncomfortable when you do that. I am. I'm, and when you say it in that way, it's not even in that way. When you say the sentence that makes me uncomfortable, the implication is without even saying it. I know you love me. I know you don't want to make me uncomfortable. You may not even be aware that this is something that is not okay with me. So now I've told you, don't go in my house because it makes me uncomfortable. Then you don't have to get into any of that backstory. Then Perry still comes over to your house. I'm going to call the cops. No, I mean, I'm kidding. But at the same time, it's like, it's I'm going like, to report you. Now we got a real problem because this was never okay and you're doing something weird that normal people don't do. So that's a totally different kind of a conversation. So my, I have a last question and then we'll put this to bed. Um, whereas you say, put the cap on the pen. Do you wait for the next thing to happen and then have an authentic reaction to it? Or do you approach it with, yo, uh, Angela and I have been talking about this and we're very uncomfortable with, like, I just feel like that's very loaded and could make someone very defensive if you're coming at it with. Well, uh, because you, it sounds like there will said, be another event. It sounds like this is not well, going to stop. Uh, there's a lot in what you said. It has the potential to make someone defensive, and here's why it's not confrontational. That's okay. They already are in a position of requiring a defense. They have offended you. They have gone on the okay. offense and done something to you that requires an explanation. So for you to be denied the why and also there doesn't have to be a reprimand like that's where confrontation comes in where it's like I am punishing you as opposed to 
okay, we need to. We I think need to the understand punishment. What's happening? I think the punishment is the boundary. I can't wait. I don't have five homes now. I don't. I can't go into yours. <laughs> the other nobody else yells at me when I go into their homes to do this. I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing. When we were riding up, we had a very long ride to get where to get to the party this weekend and see the friends. It was very long. We were in the car for a long time. My husband and I alone in the car. And I have a couple I have a predictable point where I become uh, untenable. Yeah. (laughs) So after too much time in the car, I don't like it. I try. We say try to prolong it as I try to prolong it as much as possible try to avoid it I have been unsuccessful despite my best attempts to manage it and to you know prevent it so we all know it's coming the only question is how do we mitigate and reduce it right and prolong and prolong its onset so he starts getting real mean he talks to me so mean and it's so awful because it is the worst and ugliest mean talk that anyone has ever said to another human and I got so mad that I looked at him and I said to him, you don't get to talk to me that way. And he goes, yes, I do. Sometimes you need to hear it direct. And I said, what? And he goes, yeah, you just need to hear it, and then I'll shut you up, and then we can move on. And here's, for example, one of the last things he said to me when I was starting to be so annoying. I just, I cannot. Dear I listener, talk, he I, does not talk this way. So to hear bad. this coming from him kind of makes me a little bit proud. and kind of makes Go me- back to your tablet, toddler, and shut the fuck up. Yeah, go back to your tablet, toddler. I want to know what you were saying up. that forced this right mild so mannered man. man close, close your mouth, open your iPad, and and entertain yourself because I'm sick of you. And this okay? is a man That's who it. drives like this every weekend for his son. Every <laughs> weekend, this is not new for him. He's used to doing this. You and sitting next so to him, at poking the same at him. Time. Right. So here was my response to this. I was simultaneously. So mad and so shocked and so offended. You went right so back to your tablet. Hilariously laughing. No, I, I couldn't I couldn't figure out which one of those to have it. Like it was just a short circuit and I lost my shit and I just laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. And then I went back to my tablet and I played fish like the toddler I am. Silence. That's right. I don't like it. I said, I don't I still don't like it. And he's like, well, that's what you're going to get. That's what you get. And I don't think he's correct. I don't think his answer is the right solution. But at the same time, he's been doing this a long time. A long so, time. And I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. Next year is our 30th wedding anniversary. It's a long and we time. still married. We still married after a 15 hour car trip. Still married. You were <laughs> so button pushing. I just, I like to do things the way I like to do it. And a lot of times that's the wrong way to do it. So, but also, who are you to be the expert and fuck off? So, anyway, I'm saying, so that was not confrontational. I mean, so maybe I have a different ex- understanding of, of what confrontational when pe- is when people regularly talk to me this way. Well, that's the other thing. Maybe I'm Perry. Right. So I didn't understand that I was parrying the cabin of the car until he fucking said to me, Perry, knock it off. Get your hands out of my pants. I'm driving. Right. Sit back. Buckle up. Shut the fuck up. I was like, OK, I got it. I can. I, I mean, we check our kids. We check our dogs. We check everyone. I just didn't think you'd have to check your friends. Hey, we, we talked before about eating pizza in every state. Um, we happened we sure to have did. been together in Connecticut this weekend, and we just happened to have had amazing pizza at our friend's so joint good. 50th birthday party. It was gourmet, amazing, 
I'm, I want to say food truck, but it really wasn't. It was really front lawn food truck. It was amazing, amazing pizza. Do you know what else I'm starting to do in every state? This was a. Uh, I don't. This was helped by the fact that while traveling this weekend, my husband forgot to bring underpants. Hey, hey! So. Ready to go. Get it swinging <laughs> now. It's a party. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Woo, woo, woo. So, uh, wow, wow, wow. Like a hula hoop. Gonna swing it around like a hula hoop. I'm ready. Assuming ready that there Let's is go. one, we will plan to go to a Costco in every state. And it's so ridiculous. I, my favorite part is that he gets his draws from the Costco to begin with. 32 I mean, degrees. I do, but I find, it, I find it very funny. My husband does not, of course. His are, you know, woven together in golden strands by some As nude As well they should be. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Against the sacred rock of nut na hut nut Yeah. So the perfect shape. Yeah, love it. No, I love me. it so much. I'm up in I'm up in Costco bulk buying before they discontinue my brand. Absolutely yeah. love but it. But I do indoors. find it funny that that's what he gets. Yeah. So Costco in every state, pizza in every state, and and every state that will allow me, I'd like to hit a dispensary in every state. Does that sound fair? That's a good goal, dear listener. Goal. Do that. Do that with me, or tell me what you would like to do in every state by writing us at brilliantobservations at gmail Go to Instagram at Listen Brilliant or find us on Facebook, Brilliant Observations at Brillab Squad. It's our elite group to which you are already a member, didn't you know? I have a last story. There's a smackdown, a throwdown. There's always been an East Coast, West Coast issue, right? There's always been rappers have died for it. Talent has disappeared into thin air because of a stupid East Coast, West Coast. There's another one. It's not music. It's not fashion. Are you ready? It's bagel. I don't think so. <gasps> oh. There true. is an a Los Angelino who came to New York and asked for a gluten-free bagel mm. to uh, mm. gets worse mm. to be scooped out for his sandwich. In LA they do Why it for me all the Why? time. Go there. Stay there. <laughs> Don't ever leave there. Why are you here? Why are you ordering a bagel? Why are you ordering a bagel? I, could you make me a hamburger, but instead of the ground beef, could you use salmon? And then also, instead of serving it on a bun, could you put it in lettuce? I'm like, so you want a salmon salad, but you'd like me to call it a burger? Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it. What do but you also, think? Fuck you. The New First of all, New York bageries in general are fucking busy, right? They're only open a finite amount of hours, probably, and they sell out also. Occasionally, they got up too early. The people who come in there are already mad. The people who work there are twice as mad. They don't want to hear from you. They don't even want to sell to you. That's part of the experience. If they Anger. even offer a gluten-free bagel, I think what you meant to say was thank you. But instead yeah, you said it's kind of suspect to begin with scooped yeah. and the the proprietor said pretty much. Are you fucking kidding me? Go fuck yourself because a he's a New Yorker and boy, do we manage language like no one else. And because that's a ridiculous ask you already we've already bent over for you. You want us to spread our cheeks too? do you wow. scoop a bagel? God, no. God Here's what no. I, 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 God, no. I do perhaps violate the terms of the bagel agreement in a different way. 
Why do you put I something savory a, on a cinnamon I, raisin I eat bagel? I half a bagel now. I eat half a bagel now. And I've actually learned that when you're eating a proper bagel, I'm technically eating a fourth of the bagel, which I don't. It, here's what I do. I cut the bagel. It's a, it's a circle. Yeah? Go ahead. I'm with you. Ugh, I'm, now I need a fucking bagel. Go ahead. Cut it. Cut it straight down from no. the top. So you have two facing magnets, right? A half a circle and a half a circle. Yeah, that's put not how I cut bagels. Put 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 one aside. Take the the another. Uh, take a half of the bagel. Slice that like you would normally slice a bagel. Okay. Bagel, but you do it three quarter three quarters of the way through, and then when you lay it down, it makes one flat open side of a bagel. So it feels like you're eating. I guess you are just eating a half a bagel. But anyway, yeah, it's a half a bagel, but you cut it so it looks like you've just taken the bottom or the top, but instead you actually get the bottom and the top in the same bite. Open that up. Fill it with way too much cream cheese, preferably scallion. And then you're off to the races. Sometimes a little butter. I like a little butter as well. The I last, like it all. The last so controversy that uh, hit the bagel scene in New York is when somebody posted uh, like burger or just a very savory meal on a cinnamon raisin bagel and everybody went just that face you just made like you took the sweetest bagel you might as well put that on a chocolate chip bagel at this point but it was a why do they even make those it was a bit no because they're delicious with a schmear of cream cheese only so when taking sides in the controversy that I mentioned, you take New York side go fuck yourself hollowed out gluten free bagel bitch I assumed well, it was a I woman. I do love California, and I think that they are allowed to exist. Of and course. And I find it so charming that they have misappropriated our cultural traditions in the way that they have. And I, they're, they're fine to go and do that. I mean, it's a little, to me, it's like, it's like the spam sandwiches in Hawaii. Like, you're, what are you doing? Just what the fuck has happened to you? But okay. Right. That's your thing now. Go for it. You can have that because nobody wants it. Number one. Yeah. So but when you come to our place, we're not making you a spam sandwich and we're not going to hollow out the bagels. And you shouldn't ask us to. You You, shouldn't ask. You have the when in Rome. Right. You do as the Romans do. I do. Eat the whole bagel. If you want to hollow it out, hollow it out. But do that on your time and don't make use your own fingernails. Or maybe don't order it. I don't eat seafood, and it is the shame of my life. And when I go to seafood eating places, I don't order the lobster and say, can you give me the shell with no meat in it? I just don't fucking order the lobster. <laughs> they do it for okay. me in North Kakalaki. Have a brain. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, you know, it's like I know that this is a me thing. I, I don't need you to change your whole culture so that it can flex to my need. I think you're really hitting on something there. If you know that you have special requirements, bring them with you. If yes. you know you're special. I traveled this weekend with my... Col- Weed. With, with, oh, <laughs> yes, with my edibles, but also with both my collagen and colostrum and my, my put it in the half drunk ass water bottle and shake that shit up until your arm hurts. I and wish I did. Finally I dissolves. wish I did. You'll get back on the wagon. I know you. I know you. I know you know what's oh, important. Oh, here's the, th- here's the thing. Just to add in a little bit of culinary flair. So I do love me a protein shake. I don't think you do. Well, I finally found one I like. But go ahead. Great, and I don't think they're great. So it's I. I have a handful that I can stomach, and what I've learned is that the ones that are in the coffee lexicon, right? 
all work for me because I use them as milk and cream alternatives. I don't use, and I no longer use milk or cream. That's I just so take smart. the protein shake and whip it, and it, it's already flavored like a, something you would put into a coffee, which took some getting used to because normally I like my coffee to taste like coffee, and that's it. But they have coffee-flavored protein shakes. Anyway, here's what I do. I take the, now I'm on to Bulletproof uh, collagen. MCT oil, yeah, okay. Which which has some mushrooms and some other shit in it. Okay, so I take that. It doesn't want to mix. It doesn't want to dissolve. It stresses the little frother past the point of no return. So here's what I do. I pour it all into a Pyrex or some kind of a of an upright, sturdy vessel that has a lip on it, right? I pour all my ingredients in there plus the powder, plus the anything that needs to be shukajuj. And I take your sticker blender. The emulsifier. I stick, it yeah. in, I stick it in there like I'm making a butternut squash soup or some shit. Smart. And I and then it's this beautiful, frothy, super deluxe mass. And then that way you can put in other shit that normally you got no chance of mixing in. Like ground flaxseed, a little chia. Throw some of that shit in there. It all gets whipped up into a slurry. Blah, 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 blah. Dump that into your coffee thing. Top it with a double espresso. You're good to go. You're ready to go. It's delicious. Hanging off the walls until my bowels fell out. But okay, just make if it works coffee, for you, just make your coffee long, or mix it with tea, or mix it with water, or don't mix it with anything. Just drink it, drink it straight. But I'm telling you, using the emulsifier, that stick blender, yeah, and it's because I was putting it, I was putting it in the Vitamix for a minute, and it's like this. Now I have to clean the Vitamix. Fuck that. No. That that blender is such a joy, and you're the one who gave it to me. And I've I've gone through it where I've already had to replace some of the attachments because I worked that bitch so hard. I love it. I love grinding her down till she can't go, but nothing to motor. And now I got to get some extra limbs for you. Bring it. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you and thank you. Thank think, you so much. I think what you meant to say is I'd be happy to make some of it for you with the emulsifier on your next visit. You're gonna fucking love it. I can't. And wait. the other thing is you plug it. You plug it into the wall, so it's no more of this. Jesus, I gotta get batteries for you now. Fucking, because I use all the batteries all the time for all my frothing. It's too much. It's a lot of froth. I want to also tell you I'm excited for cookie season this year because I know you come up and you're gonna bake them and. and I'm putting myself, I don't, you always say I'm coming north. You're not going to see me. Every minute is accounted for. I don't need to see you to have you break into my house and leave cookies on the island and keep going. So having said that, dear listener, thank you so much for listening this week. I thank you for turning us on. I hope we turned you on if just a little bit. I hope it wasn't for ass talk. Um, And again, we love you. Bye. Bye. My point to you is this. Shut up. Every time I say that, now I can't.